Chris. And I'm Jeff, and welcome to the Sound Judgment Podcast. Where every episode, we'll be discussing all of the important musical topics, from reviews to which member of Motley Crue is the most vile. I'm gonna judge the officials. I'm gonna judge all the judges. It's gonna take you people years to recover from all my opinions. Three, two, one, refresh. Refresh. refresh Everything's fine. What a... what a... What a great week for new albums, Jeff. We got new Metallica. We got a good new Overkill. We got uh, we got some Archon Angel, our old friends, circle to circle. I mean, Archon Angel. Uh, and we won't be listening to any of that. <laughs> no. Well, I mean, okay. Not that we won't be listening. I've I've literally listened to all of these things, but that's not what we're we talking about. We won't be discussing about. any of that. I mean, no, we probably actually won't. I don't really think... I don't really think I have a whole lot to say about most of them. You, my thoughts on Archon Angel are it's it's good. It's Zach Stevens being Zach Stevens. It sounds like everything he's done since Sabotage, basically. Agreed. So it's Thumbs up. Um, <clears throat> Metallica is new Metallica. Uh, everyone has their thoughts. I'm not expressing mine. No one wants to get into that. That that is that is such a dead horse conversation already. And the album's been out for like what a week. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um. I'm I feel like I'm in the perfect place because I think the album was fine which means I get to be annoyed at everyone who says it's like the best sense justice and annoyed at everyone who hates it. So I just get to be hateful of everyone. I get hate in every direction. It feels Which great. is the thing that it's one of those albums that it's like you're not allowed to be met on. It's like you either have to think it's the worst thing ever or you have to think it's their best work in 40 years and it's 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 safe to say I think it's neither of those. It's another Metallica album. It's good. It was fine. I don't think it's trash. It was fine. If I can go off on one tangent, I feel like that they're writing all of their shit as like jams, and then rather than refining it, just laying down whatever they have whenever they think they're done with the song. Like the songs need some refinement, and every song needs to like not begin with. There was too much of that. Too much of that. Same drum intro. Um, it's pretty samey. It's fine. But um, New Overkill was great, I thought. Yeah, it's really good. But it's... it's. Is there anything notable on there? It's more no, Overkill. But it's just... they, are, they are so consistent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, since, since like 2010, I think. I think like their earlier shit, they did have like... Well, there were standout tracks for a long time, I think, but I, I don't think they've had a standout track, but they also haven't had, like, a bad album in, in a long while. They've just been pretty consistent for the past, you know, 15, 20 years, maybe. Not bad. I'm not complaining. I've been digging the album. I've listened to it quite a few times now. Speaking but... of things that have been around for, like, 15 years, let's talk about baby metal. Oh, are we starting with baby metal? Let's talk about baby metal. Okay. No, I promised last time that we would go on to more uh, cute girls singing rock and japanese so i can't we have to we have to follow that up okay um all right quick quick little thing here just because i thought this was way too fun so overview i'm sure this is like not news to anybody but baby metal 
originally had three primary singers, three primary mem uh, members, right? You had Sue Metal, who is uh, Suzuka Nakamoto, Moa Metal, who is Moa Kikuchi. Again, I apologize for any of my pronunciations here. And Yui Metal, Yui Mizuno, I think is the last name. And Yui Metal had to leave in 2018, 2019 due to health issues, question mark. Uh, apparently it's not really public knowledge what those health issues are. So it was just down to Sue Metal and, and Moa Metal for a while. They added this group of like background dancers called Avengers. And just with our luck here, we decided that we're going to talk about this album. Between then and now, they brought in a third main member again. Did you see this? Yeah. So one of the Avengers, they like promoted to full-time vocalist. Officially, I'm seeing them labeled as Scream and Dance alongside Moa Metal. And this new member is Momo Metal or Momoko Okazaki. To the best of my memory, this was announced on like a Friday night or a Saturday morning. Okay. So I was actually working overtime listening to the new Baby Metal at work because uh, working Saturdays is like the only time I'm supposed to listen. Well, you're I'm allowed to. to, but I listen to metal, the music <clears throat> I'm working. Yeah. And I remember going on break and actually like reading that as like breaking news or like it happened at the concert the night before or something like that. Oh, that's awesome. And so I was like actually listening to the album for the first time when I read that that happened. Oh, that's kind of fun. That's kind of fun. So yeah, so I mean, unfortunately, the, the album we did listen to is their newest album. It's called The Other One. Um, This is recorded, obviously, pre-having three main vocalists. But still, it was fun news to see. It's still with two, right? It wasn't recorded with the third singer. The third yeah, singer was added it, after. Yes, added after the fact. The This album was recorded pre-edition of, of Momo Metal as a third vocalist. But it was just fun news to see, like, oh, hey, I've been listening to this band, and now all of a sudden there's big news about them, you know? It's kind of fun. Um, so I guess before we start, I'm curious, do you have a history with baby metal? Like, what what have you listened to? I mean, obviously, you know who they are. Everyone knows I, who they yeah, are. Yeah, I know who they are. I remember they dropped in, like, 2015, right? Uh, yeah, um, 15 or 16. Somewhere, somewhere around there. And... Um, I remember when like that first baby metal album came out and I, I listened, I don't know if I listened to the whole thing or if I listened to just like a bunch of songs off of it. And I know a lot of people had strong opinions on it and I wasn't against it, but I just didn't really think much of it. You know, combining that sort of J-pop idol thing that I really don't get with like metal in kind of like, you know, obviously in both image and music, but it felt like. You've used the word before, kitschy. Yeah. It's extremely gimmicky. Yeah, the the first, at least the first album, and I didn't really explore beyond that. So this is actually my first time since that first Baby Metal album, which, I mean, that was 2015. They were kids at the time. Yeah. Uh, this is, you know, obviously this is like a new slate at this point. Yeah. Okay, so you're on the same page I was. Like, I... I knew a handful of songs, which I did look, and they're mostly off of their first, the, the, the self-titled 2015 Baby Metal album. And for the record, while doing this, I did go back and listen to that, and I don't think I have any more positive thoughts than I did then. No. That first my, my thoughts on Baby Metal in general, when they came out, were, I'm glad someone enjoys this, but there's nothing here that's particularly interesting to me. It was... 
very, very generic music. I mean, it is like the most cliche sounding, thrashy, mellow death influenced rhythms with it tried to with be young unique. It tried to be unique by taking two generic styles of music, like the most generic yes. aspects of two kinds of music and putting them together rather than like with especially good songwriting or anything. Yeah. It didn't do like, yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was extremely generic J-pop put on top of extremely generic, very heavy metal. And I mean, it was entertaining and cute for what it was, but it was very much like, this is a gimmick. And if you're having fun, that's all that matters. But this is nothing more than a gimmick. And that kind of did carry on to other albums. I you know, I, I knew a couple songs off of their 2016 album. Uh, there's a song called, I don't know, Yava or something. And then they have a song called Karate, which like, they're kind of more of the same. It's what I expected from Baby Metal. It was also only a year later. We are now... In 2023, so we're we're quite a bit removed here. They have grown up a lot, and they released this album called. Yeah, Rome. these are like 20. These kids are 25 now. They're in their they're in their mid 20s. Yeah, and uh, this is album four, right? Yes, they did have an album in 2016, and then an album in 2019 called Metal Galaxy, which I know almost nothing about other than the fact that it features a lot of people. Like it has Tim Henson and Scotty LePage of uh Polyphia on one track, but I don't know the track. I just know they're a feature. It's one of those. Like it has a bunch of features on different tracks. I don't really know much about it though. So this was kind of me coming in I don't want to say blind, but I was coming in expecting that this is not gonna be the first album all over again. This is long enough that I'm thinking like I don't think the gimmick would really last this long without expanding on it so okay so we're yeah we're we're in the same general realm here oh i will also have to say though so i i was coming into this like okay so obviously they're 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 breaking away from the gimmick and whatnot and then i also saw that they're going on tour with death clock which i know that people genuinely do like respect death clock as more than just like the gimmick of what they're created from but I can't help but look at that and just go like, that's another gimmick. It's now a gimmick band touring with a gimmick band. I can agree with that, but I'm going to, um, I guess, play devil's advocate here for Death Clock. In that the songs that are like written for the show uh, and featured on the show that, I mean, the ones that are on the show, they're like, they, they play like clips of. And those songs... I generally don't think much of, but they have songs that are specifically written for the album that I think are generally way better. Yeah, no, I, I know that they are like, they are actually a, a legitimately respected group, and I understand that. But as someone who's just not a fan of them and, and did not find the show amusing, I just look at it and just, it was kind of a put off of just, uh, maybe they're not breaking away from the gimmick as much as I thought they were. Because so I you don't, don't want to see Baby Metal with Death Clock because we can get tickets right now. I don't want tickets to see Baby Metal and Death Clock. Um, That's a shame. But like, I also am just sort of surprised they don't seem like there should be that much of an overlap in the two bands. Oh no, I know a lot of people who are in both audiences. But see, that's what's weird to me, though, because the only connection I see is that they're gimmicky metal bands. Yeah. Which, I mean, again, is fine. It's just, it, it definitely, I started listening to the album a little weary 
I was excited when I saw the album existed, and then I kind of was like, I don't know what's going to happen. And then, I'm just going to come around and say it, I was pretty pleasantly surprised, going to be honest. I, I like this album. I, I've actually really liked this. Um, okay, so there's a lot of, of like, modern prog genty influence stuff yeah. scattered through here. Like, the intro to the song Mirror Mirror is... Really kind of cliche sounding. You get the chug chug and then these big interval runs and then chug 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 and then big interval runs and then rinse leather repeat and the verses are just chugging away on some pretty basic riffs. It's fairly predictable. But it's not bad. But it's not bad. It's definitely a big stray away from Gimme Chocolate, which was the, my introduction to them back yeah, in the day. Yeah, exactly. I, I remember Gimme Chocolate. Yeah, these these feel like better constructed, better written songs. Yeah. Oh, very, very much so. There definitely was an evolution, which, again, I don't know if I missed this on the album Metal Galaxy in 2019 or if this really is new, but... Yeah, they really are suddenly taking themselves very seriously. It went from it went from being very gimmicky to kind of reminding me of uh like is it Annette Olsen era Nightwish or something like that? Yeah. Where they got yeah. kind of genty, kinda kinda Yeah, I can see a little bit of that from from the Annette era. I mean that was like dark passion play. So I mean that was at least, if nothing else, that was the band experimenting a little bit more. And Nightwish are done touring now, so now you have to go see Baby Metal. Uh, that's not true. And I've seen Nightwish. I don't need to worry about that again. Um, Yeah, they are done touring, though, which I'm just convinced that band... Allegedly. I'm convinced they all hate each other. I, I, I don't really understand anything going on with Nightwish anymore. Which is kind of a shame, because I, I heard one of their new songs, and I think it was the most I've liked them since Tarja was in the band. Oh, no. No, I love Annette. You love Annette. Also. I love Annette. That was the they best era. They Floor now, though. They do, and she's phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, Floor, Floor is probably the best singer they've ever had. And it's but great, because not... now she doesn't have to tour. Yeah, it's just not changing the fact that I just don't like what they've written as much since then. But we're not talking about... I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I've heard the one song. I liked it. Anyways, let's... Let's okay back on derail. Back to the babies. Let's talk about the babies, Christopher. I don't. I want to go <laughs> home now. It's getting weird, isn't it? You are home. Up. You shut up. I want to leave. <laughs> I want to go be not at home anymore. I want to talk about more Japanese girls, Christopher. I know. I okay, had enough so mental let's... breaks last time we did this. Let's go. Um, no, I'm not gonna mental break that. I I did just enjoy this album. Um, I think other like okay, how about like highlight tracks? Um, I'm with you on Mirror Mirror. Okay. I think that that's definitely one. Do you have anything? What are your thoughts of, if any, on, I'm going to guess this song is supposed to be pronounced Metalism? It's track seven. Give me one second. M-E-T-A-L-I-Z-M. I memorized all of them by track name yet. Well, okay, then obviously you have no notes specifically on this song, which is upsetting to me because this is by far the coolest thing I've heard in a long time. Okay, no, this is the one with the, um... <laughs> this is like straight up drum and bass. Yeah, this yeah. was cool. Thank you for saving me from saying something questionable about the intro. Um, you say what ethnicity it sounds like, not it's me. It's not an ethnicity. What are you talking about? It has oh. like a, it has like an Egyptian or Arabic. Oh, opening. it really, it really does. It has, it does have a very, um, I mean, it has a very Middle Eastern intro. 
And then it breaks into having like very literally a very drum and bass beat behind it. Yeah. I mean, this song really is veering into the the world of like synthwave and EDM stuff more. It's it's yeah, really I, I actually cool. really like it. And it has the the goofy, shreddy guitar stuff. The the vocals have that super snappy staccato rhythm. Like it's almost like new metal vocals on top of like an EDM drum and bass beat with some shreddy guitars. Like this is just such a cool track to me. Yeah, no, I actually um that's one of the ones that I also really liked. That one, uh Mirror Mirror, I think Divine Attack was one of the ones that I like, and uh I think I like the close of the legend. Okay, so the legend is so what it does end with with a track called The Legend, which of I'm mean, of course the album ends on this uh, probably the softest song on the album for the most part. It's it's very pretty, to put it simply. It sounds almost like a power metal ballad. It's it's very pretty and it has these great melodies going on and then it kind of breaks into these wall of sound style choruses you know the big chords that just ring out and you have the synths and like a synth choir i mean this almost sounds like it's taking a page out of like the devon townsend notebook god what a shocker that i would like something that sounds like that that's kind of what i figured yeah um man speaking of Oh my god, I'm sidetracking again, I'm sorry. Speaking of tours, though, did you see the tour that Devin Townsend's going on? I genuinely was thinking about going down to Washington uh, to not watch uh, Animals as Leaders and leave before Dream Theater. <laughs> I'll just say, what is it? it's Animals as Leaders, Dream Theater, and Devin Townsend. <laughs> yeah, and he's playing the middle, which means I get to show up late and leave early. A friend of mine sent me just the image, the 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 tour poster, and said, "Do you want to go see the least stage presence ever on one bill?" Devi's pretty good. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I give credit where it's due, but like the other two are not known for their stage shows. Yes, they're no, known I... for being technically incredible, but as we have discussed in depth, I think about both of them, they are among the most boring bands to see live. Man. Getting through Dream Theater before Iron Man was one of the most painful experiences. Because not only did I not want to see him, but they were playing six long songs, and i that's like the worst thing Dream Theater can do for me. I have no recollection of what songs they did. I remember As I Am, because that's like one of the songs that I don't mind, but when it's a six-minute song lumped between other six-minute songs, yeah, I don't yeah. want to hear that one either. That's the song... Hold on, what's the line? There's a live recording where they change the lyrics. And instead of take me as I am, it's, oh, what is it? Like, sniff my ass and balls or whatever? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I, I, I God, I think I've heard something like there, that. But... There's some recording of it where they change the lyrics for one time. You know, take me as I am or whatever the, the lyric is. No, you got it. Eat my ass and balls. It's exactly what it is in the song As I Am. But yeah, I mean, anyway, that's just a tour that I happen to see is, is a thing that exists and uh, I want nothing to do with it. But hey, it's cool that it exists, I guess. Happy birthday to somebody. But yeah, so Light and Darkness really gave me like Devin Townsend vibes. It has that big... Light and Darkness or The Legend? The Legend. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry. The Legend. Light and Darkness is the one that I wrote that's probably, like, the catchiest song on this album. It's one of those ones where I was getting it stuck in my head, despite the fact that I actually don't know a single word. But it's another one that has the very drum-and-bass-style beats going on, which, I mean, I think, no surprise to anybody, is is 
uh, suddenly a thing that's appealing to me. You're adding, like, synth music to hard rock and heavy metal. Like, I'm gonna be on board with this. Yeah, I mean, I, okay, so so this is a really... Confirm, confirm Jeff will watch another season of Bochy the Rock if they, that get, is... a, if they, if they get a synth player <laughs> if they hire a guitarist. A, if they hire a DJ, I might watch it to go alongside them. <laughs> no, I want to talk about the intro track, though. Metal Kingdom. Do you have do you have thoughts on Metal Kingdom? No, not really. I'll say this: it did prepare me to be not prepared for what baby metal sounds like anymore. Yes, that is a great way to put it. So, Metal Kingdom does a really good job switching up the dynamics. It's it's the you know an intro track. And it has like a, a soft intro that builds up and leads in, then it explodes, then it pulls back and it's quiet for a moment. And it goes back and forth a few times. Yeah. And it did two things for me. One, I'm agreeing with you. It gave me an idea of like, okay, uh, my expectations of baby metal are wrong. Like this album is going to do a little more than I thought it was going to. Yeah. But at the same time, it also brought up probably my biggest issue with this album which is that I'm listening to Metal Kingdom and it's just kind of falling through a pattern where you just sort of know what the next step is gonna be. I was surprised in that I didn't think they were gonna go for this formula but once I put it together that oh like here's you know here's the layout of the song there were no surprises in the song itself. Which I think is still Baby Metal's biggest fault, like their biggest flaw, is that everything still feels pretty formulaic. Individual songs, I hear it for the first time and think, oh my god, that's not what I was expecting. But once you get over the shock value of they've grown up, they've matured, they're doing something different, it's still very much pop music with a heavy metal band behind it yeah completely agree with that and i mean it's not a shock from what i'm seeing they still have like the same i guess writer i guess there's been one guy writing all of their music i was a little confused as to the um like the creative team behind it because there's a lot of names throwing around and i don't know who any of these people are but other than i did read that one of their former guitar players had had died Otherwise, it's a lot of the same people, or at least the primary people are all the same. But I'm I'm wondering where the change is coming from. Like, who's writing enough to say this needs to change? Here's my thing, is that, from my understanding, the band members were just band members, and the the baby metal two or three girls were just the front people, and they're, they've had, like, one writer this whole time. And this is just, like, the creative project of one person, yeah. ultimately. Yeah, I mean, that, and that, yeah, so it's sort of like, a, like, um, oh, what's that, like, what's that, like, power metal opera, Arion or something? Uh, I mean, there's Arion and there's also Avantasia, where... Is yeah. Arion the one that's written, like, basically by one person, and he just keeps hiring vocalists to play characters and whatever? I think they both kind of do that. Avantage is the one I know for it, but I think uh, Arion also does the same thing. Because Avantasia, every album is a concept album, and it's all written by one guy, and it's uh, okay. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Guest singers, and I think that Arion does something very similar, but I don't listen to them quite as much. I don't listen to either of them. Is the problem? I'm kind of going off of what other people have said about them. There's like one Avantasia album that I really like. 
Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of that, that that makes sense. It's it's very much like a, a written project by somebody with a group of people to do the performing. It's kind of like uh, you know, Trans-Siberian Orchestra has like a handful yeah. of of primary composers. Like you have John Oliva and Robert Kinkle, and they were writing everything and then hiring people to to bring to it to life, so to speak. Which is is totally fine. It just I think this is a nice change from baby metal. Yeah, but it was it was awfully formulaic. It's it's awfully formulaic, but the songs do feel more cohesive. Whereas the first album, like I said, it, it felt like two songs Frankenstein together. So it felt like a pop song and a and a metal song kind of sewn together. Whereas this one has a more natural, like every song feels more natural. It's just yeah, you're right. You can't predict where they're going, which for for metal is kind of undesirable, but for pop is like kind of what you is want. is what you want. It's, so so I'm torn I on where to really feel about know it. how to feel about it. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm very torn on it because it definitely is pop sensibilities written with a metal band. And ultimately, I think that they are just trying to go for that, like for the widest possible audience with kind of a metal gimmick. You know? Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, ultimately, I'm not here to be elitist about it. No, not at all. Um, I mean, again, I had a good time. There's definitely some tracks here I'm I'm going to keep coming back to periodically because they are fun. Um, but in the end, and I think I've even said this before, you know that feeling where you're listening to one thing and it just makes you want to listen to something else? Like yeah. it's close enough to something similar and you're just like, God, this one song by Sleep is really good, but I just want to listen to Black Sabbath instead, right? Yeah, I put yeah, I put on I disagree after this. Okay, I can see where that connection came from, but that's not what I was thinking. <laughs> Cause my problem is whenever I think of and whenever I listen to baby metal, it just makes me want to listen to Iron Bunny. Do you know okay. Iron Bunny? Yeah, I know Iron Bunny. Okay. It just makes me want to listen to Iron Bunny. To clarify, Iron Bunny is they started off basically as a baby metal ripoff. It was three young J-pop singing style Japanese girls and a guy who goes by the name Eddie Iron Bunny who wore this like, he looked like a cyborg bunny samurai. And he was, like the story is that he was sent to Earth to save rock and roll or whatever. Yeah. And it's, in a way, it's a baby metal ripoff. Like I said, it's it's three young female singers who do a J-pop style over hard rock music. The difference is Eddie Iron Bunny is the lead guitar player, and he's much more like '80s rock, big riffs, solos kind of thing. Yeah. And I just think composition. I just think as like the compositions were much more interesting. They were a little more fun. They were a little more cohesive. They feel like songs that should exist, and it just makes me sad. Because they released, like, maybe 20 songs total and then disbanded. I was going to say, rest in peace, Iron Bunny. Rest in peace, Iron Bunny, as of, uh, I think, late 2021, if I remember correctly. Yeah. 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 Uh, very sad times. Love Iron Bunny. But hey, you know what, Bay Metal, you, uh, you done good. This, this is much better. Big this improvement. Is, this is a fun album, and I'm genuinely going to look forward to whatever comes next. Like, in a couple years when they're releasing, you know, whatever their next album is. Like, I'm genuinely looking forward to it. Because this is a very cool step in evolution for them. Okay, yeah. Uh, for for 
this week instead of saying thumbs up, we're just going to say uh, we give baby metal chocolate this week. We do give baby they, metal chocolate. They get chocolate. They do get chocolate. In fact, they get three chocolates because they now have three singers. And even though Momo Metal wasn't part of this necessarily, she still deserves it. I'll give them four chocolates so they can, you know, give one to the previous previous member too. You know what? Yeah, we can still reach. We can still reach out to. Um, um, oh my god, I feel so bad. I just said her name not long ago. Oh no, uh, Yui, Yui, Yui Metal. We're gonna we're gonna reach out to Yui Metal. So four Baby out of five metal, chocolates. We are we are not coming to your show, but we will give you an address where you can come to claim uh, three <laughs> Hershey bars, the official chocolate of Pennsylvania. No, no, no. It needs to be four. Remember, we discussed this. Four Hershey bars. Four. We will give you four, but you have to give one to the former member. You can't yes. take it home yourself. Yes. Yeah. You Yui, Yui Metal. Yui Metal deserves one too for for being a part of you guys and and getting you this far. Years of years of dedication. God, don't don't subject them to Hershey. Like we can do so much better. Okay, you're right. Like don't like fair. doesn't doesn't most of the world say that Hershey chocolate tastes like vomit? <laughs> Yeah. And it's 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 because of whatever like preservative acid yeah. is used, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I mean, come on, we have like local, we have better local chocolate. You're like, right. we could give them Saris. We'll give them a Saris. Or there's Romolo up in up in Erie. There's Wilbur's if you go out to Lancaster. Like, there's there's better chocolate. So yeah, four chocolates for baby metal. I agree. Any other thoughts? You good? I think that's it. Am I good? That's a great question, Jeff. <laughs> I don't good? have any more thoughts about baby metal. <laughs> Uh, Am I good as a question for therapists and, and <laughs> counselors alike? But no, how, I think I'm good on baby metal. Things. How does that make you feel? How does baby metal make me feel? Yeah, how does that make you uh, feel? Do I need to get to the core of how baby metal makes me feel? <laughs> you know, honestly, um, it makes me feel better than the new Metallica album. <laughs> 